The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon on this award-winning Friday. It is one. I want to thank Jr. by the way. Jr. Roger, Dick, everybody, and of course the great, as I call him, Jeff Gamach, everybody. At WNRI, the loudest folks. Last night, we basically swept best of Rhode Island, winning two. I don't know. Now I'm hearing that we may have won the other category, but then they they said, well, you know, it's not you're on for part of the morning, but you're not a full morning show. But that's fine. I am fine. We won uh, best Twitter feed in DePetro.com, our award-winning website, and that's exactly what it is, one for best uh, local news site, meaning DePetro.com. So very, very excited about that. Now, right now, it's 106. Folks, you're listening to the John DePetro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, and I want to thank one of our tremendous sponsors. Of course, I'm talking about J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today. Now, if you're listening right now, maybe you're in Bellingham or Franklin or wherever, anywhere in uh, Attleboro, Anywhere over the Massachusetts line, I know we have people in Rentham. Folks, pick up the phone and uh, call JKL Engineering. Remember, JKL, the original, the best, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. Give them a call today at 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600 for J.K.L. Engineering. Now, I want to um, also, again, play. I, I played some of this yesterday, and I'll tell you, like, last night, there was a shooting in Cranston, and the Cranston police were right away. They were on it, and you saw the mayor of Cranston, Mayor Hopkins. He stepped right up and said, you know, this will not stand. This is the Channel 12 report on this whole business with the officers. Suspended and a criminal investigation has been launched. 12 News reporter Anita Buffoni joins us now with what the mayor and public safety commissioner are saying about the case. Anita? Shannon, yet another case of action brought against Providence police officers. This incident was captured on body cam video, but the police department is refusing to release that footage because of the criminal investigation. I reviewed the video and uh, it is appalling. It's beyond upsetting. Excessive use of force was used during an arrest of three teens earlier this month, according to the capital city's top brass. Two officers have been suspended with pay as a criminal investigation moves forward with the state police and attorney general. These two officers were taken off the street because of their behavior and what I've seen in the body cam that was appalling. Two 15-year-olds and one 16-year-old driver allegedly sped through Providence, pointing BB guns at people, including an officer, and led police on a chase through the city two weeks ago. That car crashed at the end of the chase on Salmon Street. Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Parry says the teens were injured as a result of not only the crash, but some use of force that was used by police officers. Parry wouldn't say what sort of force was used. This comes after several recent investigations into the conduct of Providence police officers. I can say that Sales Street, the Hanley matter, and anything that comes to our attention or we've, we've found that's inappropriate, we're going to take action. 
Now, the union president that represents the Providence police officers, Michael Iamundi, is criticizing Perry and Alorza for weighing in on the officers' actions. He says they should have waited until the investigation is complete. He said the union is standing by the officers, though he has not yet seen the video. Avenida Buffoni, 12 News. You know, now what an, a complete difference from what Mayor Ken Hopkins, the mayor of Cranston, said last night. And I want to um, play some of it for you folks. And again, good afternoon. Right now it's uh, 110 on this Friday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Um, remember, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them they, right off of Route 4. Fresh vegetables, farm to table. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them uh, this weekend. They're open seven days a week. What a fantastic job they do. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. So, folks, I want to play that last night... Uh, as many of you may or may not know, but I was on the scene and I covered the shooting in Cranston. And this is important. I want to play for you and I want you to notice the difference between Mayor Hopkins and Mayor Alorza. So I want to just play the exchange I did with uh, Mayor Ken Hopkins. By the way, Cranston has, you know, Chief Clemens does a great job, but Chief Rehnquist in Cranston is just uh, terrific. So... I want to see, um, this is at, they were full control of the scene. And let me just, uh, here he comes. Folks, here we go. This is Mayor, from, thank uh, you, uh, first of all, Mayor, thank you. Uh, first of all, uh, it's, it's, uh, terrific to see a mayor, uh, out of, out of the, uh, out of the crime scene. Uh, that's my job to be here to protect my officers first, keep Cranston safe. Can, can you also state for the people of Cranston and everyone else, whoever was responsible for this, you will hold them accountable? Oh, absolutely. I give a lot of uh, uh, responsibility to my colonel. I think he's one of the best ones you're going to find. And whatever he needs, whatever resources I can provide for him to keep Cranston safe, he's going to get it. This is um, first shooting. Is this, I think this is the first shooting since you've been mayor? Yes. Um, do you just want to make a statement that this type of behavior is unacceptable and won't be tolerated in the city of Cranston? Absolutely. Cranston's a safe city. My job is to keep it safe. And I'll give my policemen and the, the, uh, the colonel whatever resources he needs to keep it safe. And any thought on, apparently the suspects came from Providence, went back to Providence, so these are, this is not a Cranston situation. It sounds like outsiders coming in, perpetrating violence in the city of Cranston. Well, the only information we have, and the colonel told us that they came from that direction and they ran back in that direction. That's all we have at this point, and it's still active investigation. What does it say? You have a shooting in Cranston, the mayor of Cranston is on the scene. The chief is on the scene. Amanda Padalano is on the scene. Uh, you have full brass, full Cranston. Uh, you got the, the crime scene investigation. This is, um, I mean, Mr. Mayor, as, as mayor, you, you must feel good. I mean, this is like a textbook of how to run basically a crime scene. Absolutely. Cranston is a safe city. People need to know that. I, I'm biased. I think it's the best city in the state. 
is well run, economically we're strong, our businesses are strong, and our police are the best around. Uh, I've got a great colonel, I've got a great team around me, I let them do their job, and I'm just here to support them. Have you heard the rumor, I may move back to Edgewood? We hope so. We hope so. As long I don't know. But, for us. But, but let, me, let me also, just one more thing, Mr. And again, folks, it's uh, Mayor uh, Ken Hopkins. Um, the, right now, Garden City is booming. Uh, you've also started to revitalize, well, kind of refurbish, refresh uh, different parts of the city. Um, I'm hearing more and more people are feeling that they, Cranston is the destination they want to go out to. Well, we've got a zero tax increase. We've got great schools. We've got great security in our police force. Government's well run. I inherited a lot of it from Alan Fung. I'm just trying to keep it moving in that direction. We just had our interviews for our bond rating. We're waiting for those results, but those look strong. And big businesses want to move into Cranston because of our location and the way it, the way it operates. And safety. And safety. People go out, Garden City, uh, anywhere. You're also starting to bring back the area around Cranston City Hall. Absolutely. Yeah, we just revitalized Ross Square uh, from, from the Park Theater, which looks like it's going to be uh, signed, sealed, and delivered within the next couple of weeks. All of Ross Square is almost finished. Our next target is to move to uh, Knightsville. We're going to renovate the park, have outdoor dining, and uh, the entire area is going to be refurbished. So you're not stopping. You're not saying Cranston is status quo. Oh, no. No, we are moving forward. We've got Top Golf coming in. That's going to be a destination for people all over New England. We've got some major retail uh, people, such as Costco, that are looking to negotiate with us. Somebody just bought the, uh, the prison complex. We're going to have a major announcement coming out of there pretty soon. So Cranston is booming economically. I think part of it, you do it, you have a solid police force. Oh, well, we're hands-on. I, I know the colonel very well. Uh, he works with my brother in the state police, uh, and I'm going to give him every resource that he needs to get it done. Mr. Mayor, final question. It, it, it's refreshing to hear whoever did this, they're going to be held accountable. They're going to be the full extent of the law. They're going to be brought to justice. Cranston residents should not get used to this type of uh, gunfire residents being shot. Yeah, I've said it before, John, not in Cranston. You break the law, you violate the law, whether it's something like this tonight, whether it's a gang of ATVs coming into the city, it's not going to happen under my watch. We're going to take the whatever we need to do to keep Cranston safe. Mayor Hopkins, keep up the good work. Always a pleasure. Thank How about that? I mean, now that is a mayor. That is a mayor. And let me just back up last night. I also want to play Chief Winquist on the scene, folks. Last night in Cranston, and then you can hear exactly what happened. And um, and then again, this was last night uh, in Cranston where they had a gang from Providence come and uh, did it like a drive-by type shooting. So, so this is if you could tell us, Chief, uh, Chief Winchris of Cranston. We heard it was a drive-by shooting. Um, anybody hurt, injured? We got two people. What can you confirm for us? Well, at 9.15, we, we, we see the report of shots fired at this location. Uh, we responded here. We found two victims that were shot. They have non-life-threatening injuries at this time. Uh, one woman was shot twice um, in the shoulder, I believe, in the ankle. The other uh, gentleman was shot in the buttocks area. 
one of the individuals that was at the house behind me, they were actually having a party, and they were approached by a person, unidentified person, began firing shots at them. Um, the individual that was fired at, this uh, 28-year-old individual that lived at that residence, was armed as well. He began to return fire at the uh, suspect that fired the initial shots. Um, he continued to um, chase the person down the road. As that suspect continued to fire, he shot and he uh, shot in the back of the vehicle that's over there. There's several shots inside uh, the residence. Um, luckily, nobody was seriously injured. There was kids in this particular area. Um, we have a suspect that lodged. We don't have a suspect vehicle at this time. The suspect was on foot. We have a very vague description. Uh, we have detectives out here. They're going to process the scene. Uh, we are checking video cameras, uh, obviously, to piece this thing together. But we're very early on in the stages of the investigation. You say house, the red house or the one to the right of it? It's the, the greenish uh, one? Yes, we're right where the fenced in area. That's where the people were sitting. Yeah, there's a chain link fence. They were having a party. They were sitting at a table right out front there. At some point, um, shots were fired at the individuals at that house. And the other individual, that one of the individuals there, returned fire at the suspect. Chief, is this area known? Uh, any type of feud or gang activity or a criminal activity of any kind? Um, as you were aware, probably about a year and a half ago, we did have a gang-related homicide actually right in that general area. So um, there have been some situations here at the street, so we'll be looking into all, the, all that information. Is there is there someone that the public right now should be looking for, or does this seem targeted so Cranston police have a general idea of what you're looking for? Well, right now we're gathering information. There's a possibility that um, there might have been some type of incident that preceded this shooting, and we're looking into that. But uh, right now we do have a definitive suspect. Um, we're, we're trying to get a description so we can get that out to the public. You said two people were shot. They're non-life-threatening injuries. Correct. Well, you know the ages of those two people? I don't. I don't. I know that they're, they're, they're son. Adults. They're adults, yes. Um, the stepson or son, the, the woman that got shot, it's her son that lives there as well. He's in his uh, mid to late 20s. The parents, uh, I presume, are like probably in their 40s or so. Are they cooperating, uh, Chief, with the investigation? At this point, everybody's cooperating. Everyone we've interviewed up to this point. So it was two women that were shot? No, a woman and a, a male. Yes. Can we, uh, and anything else that the, the public uh, should know or be on the lookout for? We do not have a description of the suspect. We don't have a vehicle right now. Uh, when we get that information, we will share that with the media. Mayor, anything that you would like to say? Yeah. Mayor Hopkins. Uh, investigation active right now, and I'm deferring everything to the current. This is an area we were talking about, I think it was about September of 2020 last year. There was also a fatal shooting on the same street. You know, does that concern you at all that there's as much crime and, and less, you know, less than a year in the same area? That was before I became the mayor, so I'm not fully aware of what happened. But again, the colonel's the boss. He's in charge of this investigation. I'll defer everything to him right now. Do you have anything you want to say to the public, you know, people in the area? Yeah, not, not to uh, be fearful of anything. It's a safe area. It's a safe neighborhood. This happens to be a random act, and it looks like they headed back into the city. And it doesn't look like a Cranston situation. Okay, thank so, you. So, Mayor, do you feel this, these are individuals from Providence that came into Cranston? or maybe we'll ask the chief that, uh, committed this and then went back to their area. Is that possible? We, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, it could be from anywhere at this point. Were you getting conflicting reports, too, as you were doing preliminary investigations? It sounded like officers were saying that there was different stories from different people. Um, that happens all the time. I mean, people see things from different angles. 
um, the different perceptions of things. So that's why video is a great asset for us. If you can get the video, there's several businesses in this area that have video. We know that from the homicide investigation that we did here before. Chief, did you say that the suspects approached on foot? Is that accurate? There's a single suspect, as described to us, approached on foot and fired several rounds at the individual who was sitting in front of that house. And then um, that individual pulled a weapon that was, we believe, on his person. He fired multiple rounds. The exchange of gunfire continued as a suspect ran northbound on Francis Street. Prior to that, do you know if he shot those first shots out of a vehicle that was moving? Or was it a similar situation where he walked up to the man and the woman who were shot? The account we have so far is that individual's on foot. There's no indication of any vehicle at this time. There's a possibility if he fled on foot that there was a vehicle waiting for him. But the um, people that were struck and the witness who fired back said that he did not see a vehicle at that time. Any idea of the ages of the individual? Uh, people that were shot. Uh, I know the person who fired back was in his mid to late 20s, and I believe the, um, the male and female are in their 40s. And they're related to, they live at that location, that residence. The individual that shot back, does he have a license for that weapon? Um, we're checking into that now. Um, he was on his property initially, uh, presuming to, to, um, to uh, defend himself. Um, so he's not prohibited from um, possessing a weapon, um, but I don't believe he has a we uh, license to carry that weapon. So just to clarify, the one person was sitting outside the home. Oh, uh, no, nope, there was several people sitting outside. Okay, so the other people that were hit, the two other victims, were they outside the home as well? Well, yeah, they were sitting in front of the house. There was an 11-year-old uh, girl there, the two parents, the mother and father, as well as the son, who was the one that fired the shots back. So okay. there's several people enjoying themselves in the front of the residence. Do you believe that people were hit before the exchange of gunfire or just on the first? That's something we're going to investigate now. Okay, so you're not sure at what point they, they were injured? Right, we know that there was an exchange of gunfire between uh, two people, and we're trying to figure out, you know, what shots occurred first and, you know, get a description of the suspect that fled. Was the suspect hit by a bullet from the person who returned? We don't know. Okay. And that's why we'll be checking, we'll check in local hospitals now for that. Yes. That's pretty taxing on a child. Can you, you know, just talk about that? Have you well, talked with the, yeah. the girl? You know? Absolutely. So um, I believe she might be down at the hospital right now. We have people that deal uh, with that that will be help counsel that girl for this traumatic incident. And we obviously feel for it. We're just lucky there's no deaths tonight because um, this is heavy rounds that are being fired, multiple rounds. If you look on the street, you can see there's, I believe, over 14 rounds that were fired. It's miraculous that we don't have a homicide here tonight. Can you believe only those two victims? As of right now, there's only two victims. How many do you want? That have been identified. Unless the suspect was hit. Unless the suspect is hit, and that's something we're going to obviously can, can you just touch on the uh, vehicle behind you, the crime scene? What, what exactly um, is that used for, and, and is that in, being used at, as we speak? Yes, that's our Bureau of Criminal Identification Unit. And so what they do is they respond to all major crimes. They collect and process any evidence that's there. They also have a uh, Faro scanner, so they'll take a three-dimensional um, image of the scene that they can use later on at some point in time. So we have the latest technology. We're really fortunate that we have that. And they'll be here for a while. The process is a lot of rounds to process. Every single one of those rounds has to be collected and measured and, and all the stuff that goes with it. So it's, we'll be here for a while. Is this the first shooting in, in the city uh, this summer? Uh, yes, it is. And, and what do you think that's attributed to? 
know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, we don't have a lot of shootings here in Cranston. We're very fortunate. Our crime rate is very low. We have uh, maybe one homicide a year of that. So um, it's kind of unusual for us to have it, but we're well trained. Our detectives do a really great job, and we'll do our best to find the person responsible for this. Thanks, sir. All right, folks, again. Um, folks, good evening, everybody. It is uh, Juan. We are uh, on the scene. Good evening. There's Jana. There's, uh, I just want to set the scene. So we are right in Cranston on Cranston Street. Reporting for this Cranston. This is unusual where uh, something like this happened. This is, uh, you can see Cranston police uh, all around on the scene with this uh, shooting. There's uh, Patrick. Folks, please shoot it. All right. So, folks, we were reporting from Cranston last night. You heard what I really like, though. Is and again, good afternoon, everybody. Right now at uh, one twenty-six on this Friday, it is one. It's kind of a celebration Friday. I want to give a big shout out to my friend Steve at Gilmore Furniture. Stop it and see him. Post Road in Warwick, one mile. Is he even one mile? Right down the street from Hillsgrove. It's Gilmore Furniture, right off Route Thirty-Seven. Thank you, Steve. Folks, know the uh, this is a big day. Last night was a big night. We're going to call our friend Marie in just a moment, but let's just be very clear. There's a lot of different options for media. There are. And Rhode Island Monthly, they have a yearly contest where they say, tell us who's the best. Thus, they call it Best of Rhode Island. Now, I am reminded, someone said, Juan, I want to remind you that the category was best morning talk show and you're only on let but that is true so maybe i shouldn't i was saying we were up we nominated for three we won two awards last night gene velicenti won that that is true he did that you know i am that is, i maybe we should just be happy with what we got all right last year we did see last year the category was radio talk shows who won statewide you know this year they changed it but Look at that local news blog website. DePetro.com, John DePetro, took home the most votes. That's right. Porky has nothing. You're right, Fred. Pork Boy, listen, let me just explain. That show is over. That show, the Dan Pork Show, it is not the show of record. He's getting beat by Hannity. He's getting beat by Larry and Jeff Gamach in the afternoon. Dion beats him. Pork Boy is over. And also, best Twitter feed. John DePietro show. Very excited about that. Folks, now, as many of you are being very kind, saying Juan is the king of local media, I appreciate that. Uh, but I'm really excited that DePietro.com is now the award-winning local news leader but you know what's interesting you hear me mention the merchandise bear with me just for a moment folks at 128 on this friday and i also want to remind you when i say we go 24 7 now think of this yesterday uh i broke the arson story in north providence plus got a hold of the video plus broke the dmv story we did one after dark last night then I got the arson video after we broke the story earlier in the day. And then last night, I was out in Cranston at the shooting until midnight. So when I say we go 24-7, that's just the way it goes. And as the social unrest we're going to, 
But let me just say for a moment, you know, you hear me mention the merchandise on the website uh, in the shop, DePetro.com. So if you log on to the award-winning DePetro.com, it'll forever be known as that now. Um, you click on shop. It's right at the top. In the top on the dashboard, and then it takes you into all the merchandise. And I'll tell you what's interesting about it. And if you're a business owner like Steve at Gilmore, I, you, you'll appreciate this. When I'm going through the merchandise in the shop, and we have Coinomatic, we have 401, we have John DePetro show merchandise, we have a local listener that, um, is modeling a very nice John DePietro show tank top that's on the Facebook page with baby Ava's mother. So as you see all that, when I go through the merchandise, you only get so many spots to kind of, you have almost, it's like a showroom floor. And every person in retail, Steve at Gilmore, he will really appreciate this. Anyone that's in retail, you have a showroom floor. And it's kind of like that. And I've really kind of learned from this. But when I'm looking at the numbers, you get an analytical breakout. What's selling and what's not selling. So I know Coinomatic, Atwell's Avenue, Tank Tops, the Federal Hill Collection, that's selling. Sometimes you try other stuff, not so much. I look and I see... um, you know, John DePietro show merchandise. Again, moving, selling, other stuff that you try, different lines, brands, concepts, not as much. But you then move it off the floor. If something's not moving, you put stuff that is selling right up to the front, right? If you're listing right now, and you're, especially if you're a retailer, you have any business experience in that. Furniture's a, furniture and car dealers, good example. You don't have it. If it's not selling, you don't keep it on the showroom floor. You only have so much space. So, but what I will never understand about my old station is Pork Boy. First of all, it's embarrassing that a failed, low-rated program, that they they actually continue this myth. uh, uh, It's a mirage um, of this show of record, or even leave it on. If he were, if Dan Pork was a sofa, you, you, and you're not selling, you move it off the showroom floor. If you have a certain type of vehicle that's not selling, you take it off. If you run a restaurant, if you have a dish, you only have so much room on the menu. If you have a certain dish that no one's ordering, do you just keep it there? If you have a showroom, and I mean it's just not selling, it's not moving, no one wants to buy it, why would you leave it there? You can learn a lot from retail. You can. If something doesn't work, you move on. So my old station, which I worked at, and I have no clue why, other than it's turned into a club, and that is you just put it, you know, it's not a business anymore. It's just a club. Because under no other circumstance would you keep something on the showroom floor that just isn't moving or selling. It's like 
We know it's a failed show. We know it's destroying the radio station. I'll tell you where I have respect and I give credit to Gene Velocetti is he's able to have a successful show with basically someone who committed has committed arson in the afternoon. I think right now, CNC had very popular afternoon. Right now, I would even venture to guess that the Pork Boy show of record. What is that even? Show of what record? You know what the record is? The low, yeah, it's a, the low record of the lowest ratings ever. Um, if you're getting beat by Hannity on my other old station, 920 WHG, I mean, it is, it is, it's over. It, it, I, I can't even, it's, it's unimaginable. You don't see it so much in television. Television's a little more cutthroat. Uh, retail definitely is. If something's not moving, you move it off the showroom floor. But they just leave it on, the glob. And then the other ones I'm not going to get into. I mean, there's lazy, there's lazy. I mean, come on. Somebody sits in Fall River or New Bedford or wherever the hell in Mass. But, you know, friends with the person running it, so everything is fine. I mean, it's just a joke. But that guy, there's no bigger fraud than the pork boy. Absolutely not. It's, and it, it's just... You know, people ask me, oh, I, I, listen, folks, I do real news. I go out to where the people are. You deserve to know. I, I don't know how else to, to describe it, you, it's, but it's, it's, it is, it's not your imagination. And you know what else is amazing is it's almost like people that don't listen to the customer. The customers are saying, get this fathead out of there. He's the worst unprepared, checked out, thought he was going to have a job with McKee. Ah, all right. Let me move on. I know, I know. Someone is saying, one, why? I know, I know. But it's times like that. It's, a, it's listen, yes, it is, a, it, it is amazing of how many years ago, I saw the great basketball coach, Al McGuire, gave a speech it was at Midnight Madness at Providence College. He had the uh, great teams at Marquette. I enjoy a good speaker. I respect and enjoy someone who can deliver a good speech. So Al McGuire was saying, someone asked him one time, when, when you're standing there and listening to the national anthem, what's going through your mind? And he said, I'll tell you exactly what I'm going through my mind. I am saying, aside, this is Al McGuire now. Never forget this. This was PC, one of the first Midnight Madness, I think they did. I think Patino started it, and then he was not the coach at the time. But anyhow, Al McGuire said, he says a prayer during the National Anthem. So they're standing on the sidelines, playing the National Anthem, and his prayer is, and whatever you're doing right now at 136 on this Friday, and either you're listening on AM 1380, or 99.9 FM, or you're listening on the award-winning DePetro.com. I just want you to listen to this because it has stayed with me since I heard it. And I, I think I must, I may have heard it in either like 89 or somewhere around there, 88. But anyhow, Al McGuire said he was praying, please, God, don't let me miss the obvious. In this game that we're about to participate in, don't let me miss the obvious. You know, God sometimes presents things to us right there. 
please don't let me miss the obvious. And I just wrap it up of you have people consider themselves hardworking, consider themselves intelligent, consider themselves experienced, educated. I have no answer how someone could miss the obvious. I don't. I want to remind you, visit the award-winning And one of our sponsors, again, I want to give a shout out. I don't know if I'm going to be there tonight. Only because Friday night, I, I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of action tonight in the city. But I want to remind you about the Centerdale. Centerdale, right there, Centerdale Revival, Poppin' and see Shane and his crew. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Great food. And I mean great food. I love the setup. Great drinks. Poppin' and see them. Uh, easy, free, safe parking. I was there two weeks ago. The place was packed. Because no one wants to go to Federal Hill anymore. Stop in and see them. Now, let me get, I do want to get our friend Marie on the line. Simply because it is Friday. And the the variant, folks, as much as I know people don't want to hear about the variant. But the variant is serious. The variant is here. The variant's not going anywhere. The variant, if anything, is getting worse. It is. So look at, I'm looking right now. Alabama governor issued an impassioned plea for residents to get vaccinated. Alabama. Uh, it's um, she's saying it's unvaccinated folks that are letting us down. And folks, again, I know it's your decision. There are people out there that I know who will not get vaccinated. I I know some of you are listening. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Because, and someone said to me, well, I'm confused because people that are getting it are still testing positive. Right, but they're not in the hospital. They're not in the hospital, though. Again, this next wave that we're going to go through over the next few weeks into the fall, you know who's going to be in the hospital? All the people that didn't get vaccinated. This is going to be embarrassing. And also, let me just say this before we let me call Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Bender Road in Cumberland. Folks, at the very least, I, I don't try to change any anybody's mind. I don't, because I learned early on. There are people that just anti-mass, anti-vax, anti-whatever. All I'm suggesting is, if for whatever reason you're listening to me right now at 140 on this Friday, and you have said, I'm not getting vaccinated, all I'm suggesting is, if you don't want to do it for yourself, think of your family and grandchildren. How are they going to feel? I mean, listen, don't live in a bubble. There are people dying. Bad things happen to good people. You know, um, things happen. You could be one of those people in the hospital with the variant, with COVID, and then they you, they, you die from complications. If you don't want to get it, but at the very least... I feel bad. I do. I have empathy for people They're in the hospital. They're on a ventilator. And then they're begging for the vaccine. It's too late. Again, I'm not going to. I decided early on and realized I'm not going to convince you or anyone. If you don't want to get it, then you're not going to get it. But all I would suggest is and if you're listening right now and you're one of those people and I feel bad for people that follow the crowd. Remember the old expression, 
Follow the crowd. Move no further than the crowd. But think how sad it would be if you're in perfectly good health and then you die because you didn't get the vaccine and you die from complications of the COVID and the variant. Again, you could say, hey, I did it my way. You could be the Frank Sinatra, chairman of the board. But maybe your grandchildren and your family and your kids would like to have you around for five more years, 10 more years, 15. Maybe you're a little more cavalier about your life. Maybe your grandkids would like to see you at the wedding. Maybe a son or daughter would like to see you attend graduation. No, don't want to do it for them. Not really? All right. People are getting the vaccine and people are not dying. The people that are dying are the people that didn't get the vaccine. No one has died that got the vaccine. Entirely up to you. I know there's people out there. I talked to someone yesterday coming out of a store. I didn't want to offend him. He could stand to lose, I'm going to guess conservatively, 60 pounds. Um, Brett smelled like he had been drinking, and he was just finishing a cigarette as he was about to go in the store. I'm not getting that vaccine. I don't know what's in it. Think I'm going to put that in my body? I felt like saying, you don't seem to have a problem putting other things into your body. You seem to have a healthy appetite, Harry. You seem to enjoy your... Newport Lights, or whatever that is, and uh, and I can smell the booze from over here. But we're not going to get the vaccine. All right, let me, um, I want to get Marie from It's My Health, folks. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland on this Friday. Pop in and see her, uh, the Queen of Health, right across from Davenport Restaurant. And she has so many great items and merchant. Folks, there it is. Our Friday is complete. We have the Queen of Health. It's our friend Marie. Good afternoon, Marie. Good afternoon, John. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. The weather is good, and this is a perfect time. People are out and about. It's very comfortable out this weekend. Why not pop in and see you at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland? Oh, absolutely. Come in and check it out. See all the things that we, that we fit into a small space. Now, Marie, what are some of the things this week you've noticed, or just recently this summer, that I don't want to say it's a fad, but for some reason, maybe it's gaining in popularity? Gaining in popularity. Oh, my goodness. All right. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. I don't know of anything. I don't know if sometimes, sometimes. All right. I'll give you an example. I'll bet more and more people are coming in and getting some of the hemp and CBD products. Oh, absolutely. That's That's been popular for a while. Um, one person uses it, it helps them out, and they tell 10 people, and then they're in for it. So, it's yeah, that's a great product. I have a friend that swears that he uses one of the two, um, and you steered him towards, and correct me if I'm wrong, he swears you steered him to use some of that, on, on I think, on his two dogs and said it helped them tremendously. Oh, absolutely. We have a lot of people who use it for their dogs, especially dogs who are older, start getting kind of arthritic, um, you know, the sore joints not moving quite so well. And it's so, so disappointing for the dogs and for the owners because now you can't go for those long walks anymore. And they start giving them the CBD and they're back to walking and, you know, hiking and doing the things they did when they were younger. 
Folks, again, we're speaking to Marie. It's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Next time you go into Davenport Restaurant, pop in, cross the street, the white shirt, see Marie. Now, Marie, also, you are the queen of local products, whether it's acai or honey or maple syrup, beef fresh gum, you have it all. We do. We're always looking for local products, um, chocolates that come out of, you know, locally Massachusetts. Um, the gum comes out of Greenville. The, the acai berry we know comes right out of Johnston. So, yeah, we, we love the local products. We have a, an esthetician who makes a wonderful skin brush to use um, when you're washing your face or, you know, she has one for the whole body as well to move the lymph and to get the blood circulation to the skin. And that's made locally. She designed it locally and she has it molded locally and it's just a great product. Now, I also want to uh, mention, I received the nicest email from one of our listeners, who uh, Emily, and you, uh, I think it was either her or her husband, but sent me an email. Apparently, you introduced her to some teas. She's a big tea lover. They were Flavors Marie. She had no idea you had that many. She had driven by and never ventured into the store. And now she's telling all her friends about the number of different teas that you that you carry yeah we get a lot of eye-opening when they walk into what we call our tea room and see the hundreds of of bulk teas and box teas that we have and this time of year the fruity kind of green teas are wonderful iced teas so a lot of people like to do that folks again pop in and see her marie at it's my health 1099 men cumberland where you can also find out about a yoga class or also health and wellness classes uh re- reflexology massage therapy now marie remind us again what are your hours today and what are your hours tomorrow today i'll be here till five thirty, and tomorrow we'll be here from nine to four well listen keep up the good work i love getting email from people that say the service was tremendous. You're so knowledgeable, so helpful. That's why I call you the queen of health. Thank you. Have a great weekend. All right, folks, there it is. Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop in and see her. All right, by request, I have to play it. So Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, and this is really starting to pick up steam in, um, in, uh, in the media, simply because he will not let go the situation with Judge Kavanaugh and um, he is insisting that they didn't vet everyone. It, it is, it's embarrassing. Um, it, it's, it's, it's I, don't, I don't know how he is now calling. He wants a review of Judge Kavanaugh and, and what he doesn't understand, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, a prominent member of Bailey's All-White Beach Club, Mr. White Club, Senator Sh- uh, White Club is is the fact that all this is doing is bringing back more attention to the infamous cross-examination of Senator Whitehouse and Judge Brett Kavanaugh when he embarrassingly admitted he didn't know what quarters was. First of flatulence, we were 16. Okay. And so when... Uh, your friend Mark Judge said the same, put the same thing in his yearbook page back to you. He had the same meaning. It was flatulence. I don't know what he did, but that's All my right, recollection. Me... We want to talk about flatulence. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Did it relate to alcohol? I like yeah. beer. After that. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Um, what do you like to drink? Next one is, Senator, what do you like? Judge, have you 
I don't know if it's boofed or boofed. How do you pronounce that? <laughs> it refers to flatulence. We were 16. Okay. Listen to the crowd laughing. And so when uh, your friend Mark Judge said the same, put the same thing in his yearbook page back to you, he had the same meaning. It was flatulence. I don't know what he did, but that's my recollection. We want to talk about flatulence at age 16 on a yearbook page. I'm, I'm game. Um, <laughs> you mentioned, I think, the Renate or Renate, Renata. I don't know how you pronounce that. That's a proper name of an individual you know? Renata. Renata. It's spelled with an E at the end. R-E-N-A-T-E. Is that correct? Okay. And then after that is the word alumnius. What does the word alumnius mean in that context? I explain that my opening statement we um she was a great friend of ours uh we a bunch of us went to dances with her she hung out with us as a group the media circus that has been generated by this thought and reported that it referred to sex it did not never had any as she herself said on the record any kind of sexual interaction uh, with her and i'm sorry how that's been misinterpreted and sorry about that as i explained in my opening statement because she's a good person and to have her name dragged through this hearing is a joke and really an embarrassment. Devil's Triangle. Drinking game. How's it played? Three glasses in a triangle. And? You ever played quarters? No. Okay. Uh, quarters how game. embarrassing. Um, You're not coming on the jet trip, Senator. Authorities. As you can tell from my calendar, she had a party on the 4th of July in uh, the beach in Delaware. And there are like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Fs in front of this. the 4th of July. Oh, what does that signify, if anything? One of our friends, Squee, Squee. when he said the F word, starting at a young age, had kind of a wind-up to the F word. Kind of a... And then the word would come out. And... When we were 15, we thought that was funny, and it became an inside joke for Still the, funny. how he would say, and I won't repeat it here, for the and F word. Referring to Georgetown versus Louisville and... Do you want, to, do you want any more on that F? No, Orioles. <laughs> Why in God's name would Senator Whitehouse want to relive that in any way is absolutely beyond me. But apparently he does. He wanted to relive it. And so he is demanding action on the vetting. He is in search of the party. President Trump, by the way, was great about the situation um, when he, he took down President Trump on that uh, Blasey Ford. He was um, he was just terrific with how, I mean, that to me really kicked it off when this was uh, President Trump at a rally. This was, you know, was where is this going to go as far as Brett Kavanaugh? And then President Trump had the famous rally. Boy, did we miss him. Um, where he said the following. What he's going through, 36 years ago, this happened. I had one beer. Right? I had one beer. Well, do you think it was... Nope, it was one beer. Oh, good. How did you get home? I don't remember. How'd you get there? I don't remember. Where is the place? I don't remember. How many years ago was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
president. I don't know. Where's the house? I don't know. Upstairs, downstairs, where was it? I don't know. But I had one beer. That's the only thing I remember. And a man's life is in tatters. A man's life is shattered. His wife is shattered. His daughters, who are beautiful, incredible young kids, they destroy people. They want to destroy people. God, he was great, wasn't he, folks? That was President Trump defending Brett Kavanaugh. Now, I do want to play the governor of Alabama. She is being very, very outspoken, by the way. Very, very outspoken regarding um, the situation with the variant in... Yeah, that, that is true. Uh I, I said a while ago, I'm seeing right now, Herschel Walker, I said it run, a turbulent past emerges. All these people saying, he'd be great, he'd be great. You watch. I right away said, I don't think that's a good idea. I've interviewed Herschel Walker. He was a fantastic football player. But, again, some of his views, if you're going to run for office, you have to be able to back up your views. And he's going to have... He's going to have a challenge in doing that. So um, a reporter asked why the White House won't disclose the number of breakthrough cases at the White House. Press Secretary, why do you need to have that information? Because we want why, 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 why can't we get the information is the real question. Why can't we get the information um, that they won't reveal that? Now I can't find it. Um, but that governor of Alabama is saying the people not getting vaccinated is really going to, seems to be kind of ruining because COVID, folks, is is coming back. And then I know the other news is the Cleveland Indians have changed their name. I, I don't know what to, at this point, you know, I don't watch a lot of baseball anyway. I don't. Uh, first glance, Herschel Walker, coveted political profile, Senate candidate in Georgia, football hero, University of Georgia, long NFL career, business owner, uh, former, uh, backed President Trump, longtime friend, review of hundreds of pages of public records tied to his business ventures, divorce, including many not previously reported, sheds new light, turbulent personal history, dog is centipede, say the wife. He repeatedly threatened his ex-wife's life, exaggerated claims financial success, unpredictable behavior. He's 59 years old. I didn't know that. Herschel Walker. Um, He's talked about struggle with mental illness. But he, um, I'm telling you that this one, um, he's meeting with some different advisors and some of the things that are coming out. Again, if you want to say I've, I've battled sometimes with, for instance, he wrote that he um, acknowledged violent urges. He played Russian roulette sitting at his kitchen table in 1991, pointing a gun at his head. I wasn't suicidal. Just looked at mortality as the ultimate challenge. He, um, he also talked about, you know, he did fine therapy with his Christian faith. Watershed moment, February 2001, drove around Dallas hunting for a man who he said was avoiding his calls after being de- days late delivering a car Walker had purchased. The logical side of me knew what I was thinking of doing to the man, murdering him. But the other side of me was so angry, I just wanted to step out of the car, 
pull out the gun, slip off the safety, and squeeze the trigger. All right. Well, he wants to run. Sounds a little violent. And then we'll see where some of the other stuff is um, is going to come out. Now, again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Now, right now, it's 157. And I want a couple of reminders. First of all, when there's breaking news, we will have it. Social media. I want to thank everyone. We won last night, Rhode Island Monthly Best of Rhode Island for website, petro.com local news website, petro.com and for Twitter feed. So we swept in those categories. I want to once again remind you, I would love you to come along with me to see the New England Patriots take on the New York Jets. Road trip, September 18th and 19th. $389. That's a great price. $389. Early bird special expires August 1st. Round trip motor coach. Saturday, spend the day in New York or New Jersey. One night hotel in New Jersey. Next day, tickets to the game. Full tailgate party. Rates a double occupancy subject to change. Join us. Call Alan Hockman Tours. At 401-274-TRIP. If you're listing right now on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, and you want to find out, maybe you're a little interested in the trip, call Alan Hockman Tours. Just dial 274-TRIP, 274-8747, and get more details. Patriots, Jets, road trip. I will be with you. So, folks, again, it's Friday. It is 159. It's Sean DePietro. I want to thank... JR, I want to thank Jeff Mach. Mostly, I want to thank all of the listeners, everybody. Again, uh, very successful awards last night. Rhode Island Monthly Best of. So we picked up two new wins in two new categories. We will be doing more uh, local news. If there's breaking news, find the Facebook page, John DePietro Show. I want you to stay tuned because coming up is, in fact, the 2 o'clock news. And then it'll be the John Dion program. Visit the award-winning website. DePetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy this Friday. WNRI Winsocket, W236CW, W260DC. W-N-R-I.